Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there, this is Penny. Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. As I was reading the Bible this morning and just contemplating on some things, some things came to mind that I would really like to share with all of you. It's nothing major, nothing new, just more of a reminder perhaps. But I was thinking about how difficult life can be at times. And there are often opportunities to be fearful or to be angry or bitter and maybe even to hold a grudge against someone who perhaps even pretty persistently is hurtful in your life. So what are we to do? And I am obviously weak, like everyone else, but that weakness always drives me to a very specific place. And as I was reading this morning, I was reading Jeremiah 17, which is a very familiar section of the Bible to me and has called me up many times. And in verses four through eight, he says, which I've always said to the Lord, I don't want this to be me. It says, and you will, even of yourself, let go of your inheritance. I always read that and say, yikes, Lord, I don't want that to be me, that I gave you. And I will make you serve your enemies in the land which you do not know, for you have kindled a fire in my anger, which will burn forever. And that was just because of what we read in the next few verses, that this is what was going on. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord, for he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony wastes in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. Blessed is the man whose trust, who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. Wow. Wow. And even another section that I read a lot is Psalm 91, and it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then it goes on to say so many things that God keeps us safe from and rescues us from when we hide in him, when we hide in the shelter of our Heavenly Father. And I I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like we can just be doing life and forget about who we belong to and who we have a covenant with and what the Word even says about us and about our lives we can just get so caught up in, in day-to-day life and all our responsibilities and all the circumstances that we forget these sections of the Bible. 
that admonish us and encourage us to not trust in our own ways, our own selves, our own ideas, or people around us even, and what they are telling us to do or they are saying. doesn't mean we don't want wise counsel. Of course we do. But when we're looking to the opinions of others or our own opinion and our own ideas, we have to stop and remember that our trust needs to be not only in him, but it says whose trust is the Lord. There's only one safe place, only one real place of rest and quiet and safety, and it's under his shadow. It's under his smile. These verses are very clear about that. And I happen to believe the Bible is incredibly accurate and instructs us on how to do life, on how to be at peace, how to have God's favor in our life. Often, though, finding our way to that place requires a relinquishing of our mindsets, our attitudes that have maybe built up through life circumstance, life trials. You know, it's so easy to just let things kind of build up in our hearts and create all kind of clutter and discontent and discouragement. And God loves when we come to him, but he does require obedience and surrender. Like the verse said, blessed is the man whose trust is the Lord. That means every fear, every agitation, every circumstance has to be surrendered to his love and his ideals for us and his objectives, which are always good. We really have to put a watch on our hearts Sadly, and I know this has been true of me at times, we can become comfortable with unforgiveness or even independence and not even realize it. We're, like I said, just going on in life, trying to do our best, of course. But things get built up and they get mixed in and adopted without even sometimes a deep cognizance of it. We adopt ideals. We adopt judgments toward people. We adopt attitudes and fears and habits that do not keep in mind that our trust is supposed to be him. We may feel uneasy. We might feel unsettled and not be aware of what's going on. We might just assume, well, that's my anxiety kicking in, or maybe it's just my emotions, or maybe I'm just exhausted, and perhaps that's true. But when sin is left unchecked in our lives, we find ourselves facing a situation that Psalm 32 describes. It says, when I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. You know, when we stew over things or rehearse them, or live with extreme stress, sometimes we may be not acknowledging our sin. Anger or unforgiveness or grudges or judgments or fears, even consistent stress. These verses in Jeremiah 17 that I started with are very telling. They remind us very clearly that we'll live a life that's unpleasant, like being in the desert when we put our trust in mankind, and that includes ourselves. We have to be radically 
committed to throwing ourselves, and that includes our sin, on our Heavenly Father, knowing He's willing to give us help. He's willing to give us mercy and strength. He's willing to give us grace. Grace actually means ability. He will help us. Even when we feel it's so upsetting and so frustrated and we're so angry at someone, perhaps, so hurt by what they've done or how they've acted or how they've treated us. He says, if we come to him and make him our strength, he'll give us his ability, his help. It takes us back again to a place of clear conscience. The rest of Psalm 32 that had talked about how negative it is when we hold on to our sin says, how blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whom, whose spirit there's no deceit. And then in verse 7, he says, Lord, you are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble and you surround me with songs of deliverance. And later he says, He who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him. Well, think about it. And again, I feel like there are times where we just get caught up in life and we forget about this. We forget about when we come to him, he promises that he'll surround us with deliverance and loving kindness. I want to be surrounded by God's loving kindness. I need that every day of my life. And he, he, he says here, not just love, not just kindness, but mingled together, loving kindness. Wow. Having that from God, what else could we want? What more could we want? I need his favor and grace in my life always. I cannot afford to let sin build up or attitudes remain. It, you know, that's happened where I've just stewed on things. I've been hurt or offended. I have to be vigilant and keep watch over my soul. We all have to. We can't just be lax and just kind of go about life without being cognizant of who we live for, who we belong to, what his word really says about our day-to-day lives. The song in my heart leaves when I'm holding on to sin. And that's when I have a choice. I can become vulnerable and just get some time with the Lord and say, Lord, what am I doing? I'm sitting here with hurt. Maybe it's justified. Maybe this person was really unkind. Maybe they have bad manners. Maybe they just were rude and it's inappropriate. But Lord, that doesn't excuse me. I still have to have a pure conscience. I have to have a pure heart toward all people, toward all people. So then I have a choice. I can return with a trusting, vulnerable heart, or I can wait it out, just hoping for the circumstance to change, hoping for that person to realize that perhaps they've done something wrong or handled something wrong. I can do that. Not the best choice. I want to be someone who opens the door wide to allow for that circumstance to change by first putting my hope in God. I know what it feels like to have my vitality drained away because I was stubborn or arrogant. It's not fun. So my encouragement today to you is to run into his arms, confess any sin that perhaps could be hiding in your heart, and exchange it for his loving kindness and peace, which is always available as his child. 
In Jeremiah 17, his, he says, you'll be like a tree planted by the water. You won't fear when the heat comes. Your leaf will remain green. You won't be anxious in a year of drought or ever cease to yield fruit. Wow, that's where I want to find myself. And it requires a vulnerable, open, desperate heart toward God and a willingness to talk to Him and relate to Him and listen to Him and confess things to Him. Know your weaknesses. Know your tendency to wander and keep running back to the source of joy and peace and fruit in your life. I share all this today not to be heavy in my message or to make people feel guilty or problematic necessarily, but to remind us that we all have the same weakness. We all have the same propensities to fall short and to wander in our lives and to struggle. But stay close, stay open, stay pliable, be aware Be aware of what's going on in your heart. Excuse me. And be willing to just be a daughter and to say, help, Lord. I bring this to you yet again. Doesn't matter how many times I'm coming back again. And I want to have that pure heart. I want to have your loving kindness surround me. I want to have my leaves be green and to yield fruit. So I bring this to you with love. God bless you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.